0: Hey everybody, this is the Well-Laid Plate.
1: Food to get you laid. Hosted
0: by me, Josh.
1: And me, Vic.
0: Today's episode will be Biscuits and Gravy, followed by Valentine's Traditions. Yes or no. So, Vic, anything new with you?
1: Um, not really. Just fighting a cold again, still. Still? Yes, lots of vitamin C, lots of vitamins, and more vitamins. It's a plague. Oh, yes, yes. How about you? Uh,
0: healthy. Nice. No plague here. Jealous. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of updates later with the yard updates and other things like that. So, the only way we're going to get to that is if we get started. So, let me start with the recipe.
1: Sounds good to me. All right.
0: This recipe is for our listeners in Ashburn, Virginia.
1: Woohoo! Ashburn!
0: And it was actually good for me because I actually had not made biscuits from scratch in at least two years. Minimum.
1: Yowza. Yeah.
0: Um, gravy though regularly because I, I, I'm I not above getting my biscuits out of a can. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, I don't.
0: No, uh, but I did do the whole enchilada. I made the biscuits from scratch. Um, I did not do shortening or lard. I used butter because... I figured with all the pastry I made, it was best to just stick with what I know for this recipe versus having to, you know, fuck it up and make it twice. Oh, yeah. And I was making a double batch because uh, my partner Ryan really likes biscuits, so we made uh, 20-something biscuits. Wow. Yeah. So the recipe you'll see in the description is the normal recipe. I doubled that when I made mine. I did not double the gravy recipe, though. That's just standalone gravy recipe.
1: Yummy. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's pretty typical. Both recipes are actually pretty typical. Um, the recipes are just a traditional buttermilk biscuit um, however, I noticed to get mine to the color I wanted, I had to cook them. I'd say six or six or eight minutes longer than I thought I would. So they actually, really? yeah, instead of the normal fifteen, they probably took like twenty-two minutes. Yeah, and the oven was at four twenty-five and preheated for a, at least a half hour before they went in. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the gravy is almost a traditional gravy. However, you'll notice in my recipe, I call for paprika. I love paprika in pretty much any gravy that I make. I found beautiful smoked paprika. Um, from a local place here, you're probably not gonna have access to that in Ashburn, Virginia, or maybe you do. I don't know. But I like smoked paprika, so that's what I used. Also uh, the addition of just a a pinch of MSG. If you don't want to use MSG, you can add another teaspoon of salt or you could, um, just throw in like a shot of either soy sauce or Worcestershire.
1: That sounds good.
0: It's just really to give it that umami because the the, gravy is a little shocking. It takes three and a half cups of milk to make it. It's a lot of gravy from just, you know, half a pound of sausage. And so between yeah. that roux and all that milk, you would need a lot of strong flavors to pop through. So it actually uses way more salt and salty things than you would think it would call for.
1: Oh yeah, salt, 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 milk, sauce. salt, Because otherwise salt, it salt, tastes salt. like nothing. Yes, exactly. And a lot of people don't understand that with the roux, you do have to season it. That's the only way to do for any sauces, any kind of thickening. You definitely want to season it just so it doesn't taste like flour, really. I remember back in the day when my grandmother would make biscuits from fresh fresh you know just fresh ingredients she would always put crisco in it for sure or lard it's one of those things that may be a little bit more southern and extremely unhealthy for you but delicious it does make the biscuits sometimes more dense but it depends on how you like them
0: yeah i definitely want to try making them with lard um but before i do that i'm gonna pull all the statistics like for a a larded biscuit recipe versus a buttered biscuit recipe, what would the difference be health-wise? And because when I did it this way, it was like 22 biscuits and 14 tablespoons of butter to make that many, which really isn't that much butter per biscuit. Not really. No, it's less than two Mm -hmm. sticks.
1: It sounds delicious though. How many helpings did you have?
0: Uh, I had three biscuits slathered in gravy.
1: So you helped yourself? I did.
0: Ryan was very uncomfortable (laughs) afterwards. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yep we, How we say it in the south is You're full as a tick
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And this recipe actually lended itself really well To this week's episode Because because this is the episode we will be dropping right before Valentine's Day
1: Yes, yes it will
0: And Vic and I have very different thoughts On Valentine's Day She likes more of a a hallmark Valentine's Day
1: No I don't, do I?
0: You do <laughs> and I, uh, my anniversary is the week before Valentine's Day, so I'm all valent, I'm all romanced out by the time Valentine's gets here every year. That's
1: true. Yeah, it's it's just draining out of you by that point. Yeah, you're like I already did it last week. Do we have to move forward with this?
0: Yeah. So this Valentine's Day, we're actually having my in-laws up from down south where they live, and they're going to help us work on the exterior of our house.
1: Very cool. So. I actually looked up a little history on Valentine's. I'm sure everybody knows the history. However, it was a person long ago. St. Valentine. St. Valentine. Burned at the
0: stake, right?
1: Well, at one point, he was marrying people and it became illegal for people to get married. Um, There was a certain person that made that illegal. I should probably be more specific on that, but you can look it up, too. Google it. However, he was imprisoned, and he still had secret um, meetings with couples and still married them, even though it was illegal. Oh. Yeah. So he was a hopeless romantic. I don't know if he was just a rebel or he just liked to pair people up. Who knows?
0: Catholic history is very strange.
1: It is very interesting. Yes, definitely. And somewhat strange, yes. As in all religion, though. (laughs) But it was very interesting. So, typically, if you are in the Valentine mood, what would you do or what what would you not do?
0: Well, since I'm I'm biased against Valentine's Day, I'll just, I'll use my experiences from the week before.
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: It's, uh... Always going to involve a meal out on the town, usually at least a four star. I plan on dropping at least 150 bucks on the meal and drinks. It's probably our most expensive meal of the year, dining out anyways. So I count on that. And this year we actually took a couple friends out and we had a bunch of small plates at this French place. We just, we ate everything. It was so good. I had different cheeses and of course we had oysters and then I had a a uh, sauteed calamari, and I've only ever had it deep fried before, so it was nice having it differently.
1: That sounds delicious. Yeah. So oysters, obviously that's a good choice, because people do say that that's a natural aphrodisiac.
0: I don't buy it. I just like them.
1: I love oysters. I like them raw, with a little horseradish, a little hot sauce, sometimes not even the crackers, some lemon juice. Sold.
0: hmm I remember when we used to the live ba- on the beach together, we would go get oysters pretty regularly.
1: Yeah, the baked oysters are good, too, but I I still like the raw ones. Those are, like, my faves.
0: Definitely. So, Vic, what's your so, more ideal Valentine's Day?
1: My ideal Valentine's, I actually kind of prefer to stay in. Okay. Or, yeah, I like to stay in and kind of, well, honestly, cook together or cook something for my partner or whoever is there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> And typically I'll do a romantic dish. It's probably my strong, strong suit is definitely pasta. So I'll probably go for the pasta. Something like that. Maybe have a really nice dessert. Obviously wine. A nice hearty red. You can either, you can, I've done steak before too. Not the heart shaped steaks. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there's different ways you can do it. Some people like, like Josh like to go out and some people like to stay in. I personally like to stay in cause you never know what's going to happen. You know, it's kind of keeps everything kind of up in the air to have fun or finish your meal or maybe watch a movie, whatever. But you're in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. And
0: if you and stuff you can... your face and you're too full to fuck around, you can just lay on the couch.
1: Yeah. And s- snuggle, cuddle or not. You don't have to cuddle, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's also a difference between a reoccurring Valentine's partner and, like, a first-year Valentine's partner.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. If it's a first-year, I would probably go out. um, Probably not on Valentine's Day, though, because places are packed and people are grumpy and it's just too much.
0: Yeah, the French place we went to for anniversary, I checked reservations the following week on Valentine's Day and it's booked out for two years. Oh, my gosh. It's that good. Of course
1: it is. That sounds delicious. So what? How would you say? How did we come up with doing the biscuits and gravy for a Valentine's dish? Is this this is for the non-traditional Valentine's, right?
0: Yeah, I thought of it like a comfort food, or maybe it would also be good like if you you had your Valentine's day, and what if you had to cut it short, or it was impromptu, or it was the weekend of, or what if you have kids? I wanted something that was like nice comfort food and really homey. And something that had a from-scratch component to it. And it might be something that... Um, I think biscuits and gravy is one of those recipes where you're going to have a lot of memories when you're cooking it and eating it.
1: Good and bad memories, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mostly good, though. Mostly good. <laughs> I want to tell listeners about this recipe. Is it's, it's two recipes. It's the biscuits and the gravy. And if you've never made either from scratch... Don't make both from scratch. Just get a can of instant biscuits and make the gravy from scratch. Don't push yourself.
1: Yeah, Agree. You don't want to
0: ruin your Valentine's Day. No. Or, or your date night or whatever you're making these for. Morning after, they'd be great on the morning after.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, the more that the pork sausage sits in the gravy itself, the more flavorful it becomes.
0: Yeah, and it also definitely reheats delicious. flawlessly. I know that because I made it last night and I had it for breakfast this morning.
1: Yeah. Sounds good to me.
0: And that rounds off our short and uneventful Valentine's Day. (laughs) So, time for a break. Hey listeners, this is when we would normally have an ad for you, but we don't have any supporters or affiliates, so you don't get an ad. You get me. If you'd like to sponsor us, email us at thewelllaidplate at gmail.com. Thank you. All right, Vic, any interesting things happening in your balcony? It's the yard update.
1: Um, things are starting to slowly decline. The more cold it's getting. Um, still collecting my compost for the springtime, planning out where things are going to go. And I'm also going to be adding a little piece of turf in the back. Cool. For my puppy dog. He actually just likes to lay in grass. That's the number one reason. And uh, he just likes the way it feels. So I feel like it would make him have his own little space outdoors. Yeah, and
0: he likes to lay in the sun, so that'll be nice for him.
1: Oh, he's definitely a sunbathing dog. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How about you? Uh,
0: Yesterday, I did a million things in my yard. It started off with doing more paint stripping on the brick skirt on our house, which is almost done. I should be finishing it today. Fucking finally. (laughs) And then I completely moved my vegetable garden. It was in one part of the backyard... And I noticed it wasn't getting sun after, probably after 2 p.m. So that wasn't working, and the tomatoes were all leggy, and I'd gotten, like, four tomatoes this year. So I said, screw it. So I just moved literally everything. And now it's in a part of the yard that'll get sun until at least, like, 5 or 6 p.m.
1: Mm. Of course, now I'm going to
0: have two dead patches in the backyard from where the pots were. Yeah. Yeah. But it's done, and I also planted some radishes and some peppers. And then I went on a bit of a seed spree. I planted... Seeds for hollyhocks and foxglove and oh, what were the rest? Uh, passionflower. Oh, echinacea.
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah.
0: it'll it'll It's a perennial here. It'll grow every year. You just leave it out. So I thought it'd be more of an investment grade plant if I can get it started.
1: Yeah, that's actually what I've been taking for my cold. <laughs> and then in the <laughs> front
0: yard, we prepared this patch. I was trying to grow flowering peanut in it uh, just to have something that, It's green and flowery, but you don't have to mow it because I hate mowing the lawn. Uh, But it failed miserably. I guess the peanut did not like our soil. And I didn't wanna spend a ton of money amending the soil. So I yanked them all out, put them in a pot of nice soil so they'll just be potted flowering peanuts. And then today a shipment came in. I ordered 80,000 seeds. um, It is a leesum carpet of snow. So it's really short. It's like three or four inches tall, full grown. Covered in white flowers, so it'll be really good for the bees.
1: Oh, pollinators.
0: So if it grows, you'll be the first to know. And that's it. I'll be pressure washing some brick today and checking on all the seeds, but I'm hoping I don't have any huge yard projects for at least a couple days after this.
1: Right? So, what are you cooking tonight?
0: I am actually going to be shopping my pantry because I have no idea, once again. Um, I know I have quinoa and I have some homemade chicken stock in the freezer. And I have some some type of pork in the freezer. And I have a good amount of veggies and some milk. So I think I'm going to come up with some type of soup for tonight.
1: That sounds delicious. I'm going to be doing a steak with probably some sauteed spinach and, um, like we've been talking about for the last couple weeks, a quinoa rice mixture. I'm just making sure that there's enough protein in everyone's diet, um, instead of filling it, obviously, with car, carbo-loading, you know, however, I was going to try to sear the steak on each side and then steam it in the oven, putting it on a rack with, actually some water underneath it and steaming it slowly. It's really interesting. It's kind of like so you'll get like doing a sous vide a, finish. Yeah, it's kind of like a slow cooker, but you can do it in the oven. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that cuz the, the cut of steak I got is is similar to skirt steak, so it's it's better to slow cook it versus yep.
0: in the pan. Otherwise, you'll just rubberize it.
1: Yes. And you'll just be chewing for hours. Yep.
0: Cheap steaks are harder to cook properly, in my opinion.
1: True that. But cheap dates are not. They're
0: very easy to cook for. <laughs> you just show up with a, uh, a box of wine and a frozen pizza and get it ready. <laughs> what are we making next week?
1: Maybe a, a tie, like a pad tie, maybe?
0: I was thinking of maybe doing baked empanadas.
1: Ooh, empanadas are delicious.
0: Yes, they're, they're more involved, though, so maybe we'll save that for a couple weeks out.
1: Well, we can always let our listeners choose. Would anybody like to do the baked empanadas or a pad thai?
0: Let's give them 48 hours. We'll check the email, and then we'll decide.
1: <laughs> Sounds good to me.
0: All right, Vic, that was a quick one. Too quick? Nah. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to...
1: The Well-Laid Plate.
0: Comfy people put out more. That's just how it is.
1: <laughs> WLP for live. <laughs>